Hello guys and welcome to the Vertex Project podcast and today we have James and Nick. Hey guys, hope you're well. Now you guys haven't actually met James yet, we are going to do a podcast with him, um, well Ben is going to do a podcast with James to give him um, where a space where he can talk about his story, um, but yes, yeah, so you can learn a bit more about him. But what we are going to start is a psychology series where we're going to talk about um, basically the psychological barriers that come with trading that's not really addressed. And the biggest thing that we're going to talk about today is uh, losses. And for some reason, losses seems to be uh, like a taboo sort of subject to talk about in the industry. And I don't don't know why. Um, And if you haven't seen the video on YouTube... um, yeah, there's a video that is literally called uh, Losses on our channel where you can actually look at my personal losses and, you know, how to sort of deal with it. But we're going to talk about our own personal experiences from James and Nick and myself um, to hopefully give you, to show you guys, you know, losses will happen um, regardless. It doesn't matter what strategy you're using, you will always have a loss. And But how people deal with it is very different. And I think our approaches. um are very different as well. Well, it's very, very different actually, um, I would say. But um, I guess we'll start off with James. James, if you give like a little bit of background, just to start off, obviously we're gonna do an interview anyway with you and just talk yeah. about your experience with losses, how you dealt with it. Um, and yeah, I'll ask you questions if there's anything that I feel you can talk about. Go cool. ahead. Yeah, so I think, I think you're right, mate, with the, there's like a, there's a weird thing about talking about your losses in, in trading. And to be honest, I think it all comes from social media. Um, obviously, I know us three all came from, you know, seeing trading on social media and trying to get involved with it. Um, the thing is, with, the, with like, you know, signals companies, they don't really show anything. Um, so when, when you do start trading yourself and you take a loss, you instantly think, hang on, am I doing something wrong? Like, why, why is this so different to what I'm seeing? Like, all these, these people that I look up to post it. Um, hmm. And I think it's something that as time goes on, you you slowly start to realise that loss is actually a massive part of the journey. Um, not only you know realising that they're going to happen, uh, you can't change that. Um, so realise actually it's not a bad thing because you know nobody's got a hundred percent win rate. You know, if there's someone out there listening that does, let us know because you've got some magic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's really important to realise that you know losses are they're a part of the journey. They're a part of your life as a trader. Um, but yeah, so I started basically started getting into. I won't say talk, uh, talk too much because I know we're going to do another video. I basically started trading uh, from Signals. Um, I blew two accounts in two months. I think it's about a thousand pounds, something like that. Um, I deposited again, and then quickly realised that the guys I was following didn't know what they were doing. Um, I started to learn myself and started to invest in some education. Um, and now, around three, three and a half years later, I think. Um, from literally being a signal client to now being a part of Vertex with Tams and Nick. Um, you missed out the fact that we did signals together. We did. Yeah, so uh-huh. I'll go through that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, once, you know, I'd actually learned myself and I was getting some consistency. Um, I started thinking to myself, well, if these other guys, you know, are providing signals and they're making people lose money, I'd really like to be a part of a group or a system that was actually helping people. Um, I can't remember how exactly I met you, times. it was through someone else. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, but I think we, we, we very quickly realised that yeah. we were on the same page uh, with with our journey. Really, you was you were ahead of me at this point. Um, but yeah, we, we we joined up with another group and and did that. Um, and I did quite enjoy that for a while. Um, yeah, you were there before me, to be fair. Yeah, so I was there before you, and then we somehow met you. I don't know how. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, it was very random, actually, the way that we met. Uh, we'll discuss that in another video anyway. But the interesting part, um, which I'll, I think if James is happy to talk about, but the interesting part is when I joined to do that, to, when I joined the Signal Company, James was actually on, like, I think I think he took a like, three-month or so break. Um, it was like yeah, a perfect timing for me to join, to be fair. But, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, James was on a break, and I'll let him explain why. Um, it's, yeah, it's very interesting, but, yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, so as Sam said, like basically took a break, which might sound weird, but essentially I got to this point where I was I was working part time, uh, so I cut my hours down a lot, and I got to this point where I've always not really known what I wanted to do. So I didn't go to university, I didn't go to college, um, I didn't go to uni, so I didn't just want to like follow the the standard footstep, you know. Um, I got a few jobs, but I was always just a little bit lost in life, like not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, really not enjoying getting up and going to like a standard nine to five, and I just got to this point where I was making I was making money trading. I was doing better than you know a lot of people do when we look at it statistically. But it got to this point where it was like, right, I need to just I need to go for this now because otherwise I'm never gonna be able to go full time. Um, mm. And at that point, I realised that I basically needed to cut everything out apart from just myself. Um, especially as I talked about earlier, uh, earlier on, social media. I was seeing these guys with their, you know, their Lambos and their McLarens somehow doing all this stuff, and I quickly realised that a lot of it isn't what it seems. No. Um, no. And for me, my way to, uh, I don't know how to word it really, it was just a weird po point in my life where it was like all or nothing. You're so strange, just, yeah, because... Like, what was it, like, four months, three months? It was, yeah, it felt like that, because you weren't, you weren't even speaking to... You weren't even speaking to us, really. No, um, I literally dropped everything apart from literally sitting there at my laptop and my screen, just constantly bat-testing and learning. Hmm. Um, and I think the funny thing looking at the back of that now is I don't even use what I learned then anymore, really. No, um, no, neither do I, so... No, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey, for sure. But in terms, so in terms of losses, um, so you obviously I know you faced loads of losses. Um, what actually kept you going? Because obviously when you're learning, you must have obviously taken uh, a ton of losses, right? So yeah. what? Why? Why? Why are you still doing it? Why are you still trading? I think the fact that I I knew from you know the end of school that I wasn't I didn't want to go down that route of having like a normal nine to five. Um, so that's always been in the back of my head. And it's 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 actually really funny the first ever way I know knew about trading is I remember this one night I had work the next morning, um, and I Googled how to make money from home. And I know it sounds really stupid and dumb and cliche. No, we all do that. We all do it. But I Googled, you know, how to make money from home and I went through like survey websites and I was like, nah, nah I don't believe that. And then an Instagram ad came up and that's the first ever time um, I saw about trading. But yeah, so I think that in the back of my head, knowing that, you know, this is something that I really want to do. When I started doing technical analysis, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think the thing that kept me going was the winners, to be honest. Um, so 
when I started to become consistent for the first ever time, my win rate wasn't good, my risk to reward wasn't amazing. But when I did win a trade, you know, opening your your phone to an alert saying TP here, um, I think every single time that happened, I just thought, you know what, this is mm. this isn't what it, it like this isn't what it seems cliche wise, but there's definitely something here to uh, to build on. Yeah, I mean, it's. Because when you think about it, you're literally making money from punching numbers into your phone, and yeah. like, where else can you get that? And I think, uh, I think people tend to forget is like risk to reward is such a massive thing, um, and even though you've taken losses, you've still been in the green. I assume. Well, you obviously are, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you can take a few losses. I mean, now it's obviously very different. We could take a crazy amount of losses and be happy and be fine, but. Um, you know, I think people tend to forget the risk to reward. And the fact is, what you sort of touched upon is that, you know, you were appreciating your winners. And I don't think many people do. Um, no, I think, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's so true. I think a lot of people focus too much on their losses and their wins. And obviously, you've got you to learn from your losses. But when, when you do hit TP, you, you need to go over that trade just as much as you do your losses. Yeah. Um, I, re- I really appreciate the fact, as you said, you've just made money from punching some stuff onto a phone. Yeah, literally. Um, so in terms of losses, right? So let's talk about losses specifically. How, yeah. because I know that you've had some mad crashes. Um, and I don't know if you want to discuss it or not, because I know yeah, they're not. I'm, I'm actually really open with numbers and figures. So I'll, I'll be completely open. So my first ever, so after I had that three month break, um, during that time, I, I've always been quite a, like a money saving person. So up to that point, I'd saved 20,000 pounds. And I essentially put ninety percent of the money I had in the whole world into. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And the first, I can I can remember the emotion of the first trade. It's quite it's quite a while ago now, a few years ago. But I remember putting that money in there and thinking, right, you've got this. You've just spent three four months refining everything, um, and and it was just another. It was like a, a flip of the switch and yet another part of my journey. Um, because you know when you first start with, with like a decent sized deposit right mm. and you put that stop loss in you put that TP in and you click market execution all you can think about is that loss you know you're hoping for the win but at yeah. the time all I could think about was oh my god I hope this doesn't lose um, and that's the biggest thing that's changed for me now that doesn't that doesn't even go through my mind anymore yeah yeah exactly I mean I think this, I think regardless of the of the deposit size it is scary when you first put your when you put your first deposit. I mean, my first deposit of five hundred pounds, I was scared to place a trade, but I was following signals back then. I'll speak about that later. But I was speaking. Oh yeah, I was following signals back then. But that five hundred pounds, it was very expensive for me at the time. Um, and to be honest, it, it is a lot of money, and you know, to lose it, it's yeah. And I know we. I should, all... I should say that wasn't my first ever deposit. That was no, it wasn't. Like, no. When I was like really going serious. Yeah. But um, I done I done multiple five hundred pounds to yeah. I probably lost um, I'd probably say over two and a half thousand before um, before I really started to nail it down myself. Yeah. See so, yeah, that's the thing. Like you've taken a crazy amount of losses but you still manage to you're still carrying on. And I think the thing is a lot of people would take the losses, right? And that's it. They'll quit. I've seen it happen over. I've seen it happen over the years. I remember, 
like the signal clients that we had, right? The ones that I've actually kept in well spoken to. They, I don't know where they are now. Like they've all left because that experience was so bad. I mean, yeah. okay, that sounds bad because it wasn't even us to be fair at that point. Um, by the point because it was after when we, uh, when we left, um, I started getting messages from uh, old clients, you know, saying this, this, and then they don't even want to try learning anymore because it's created yeah. that fear. Um, it is. It's, 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 yeah. well, it's like a human thing, isn't it? Like, you know, everyone says money doesn't buy happiness, but at the end of the day, if you're struggling for money, there's a lot of stress. Um, yeah. So for me personally, I spent all this time saving up and saving up and saving up to, to really give it a good go and give it everything I had. And all of a sudden, you know, it became very real. Um, yeah. Yes, Chris, crazy. Yes, exactly. Um, so let's let's talk to Nick because he's been quiet for a little while. Um, yeah, I've just been listening. Yeah, so if you uh, if you haven't seen or heard Nick's interview, uh, Nick was actually one of our signal signal clients. Uh, well, he was actually James. James signed him. Um, so Nick <laughs> actually experienced uh, obviously losses, but losses that weren't were from signals. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was specifically, actually it could have been from us, I don't know. Um, but I'll let him speak about, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on um, for Nick to be fair. And um, I think, uh, and I, again, it's up to you if you want to talk about it or not, but your transition from last year to this year is such a big, such a big change in your mindset and, you know, everything has changed for you. That's, I know, that's which is why I wanted you on this podcast, because I think, you know your story is quite raw um yeah so yeah if you want to tell us about you know your experience of taking these losses how you managed to deal with it uh just a, just a, just to like point out nick has these really uh cringy uh quotes stuck on his wall um <laughs> uh, i don't know how much of a difference that made i mean some people it does but yeah nick's one's nick's one's really really cringy and he actually he even signs them off <laughs> he, he signs them off but anyway, um, Nick, I'll leave it to you. Uh, explain a little bit about you know how you face these losses from signals to trading yourself. What you did to sort of overcome it. Yeah, so I'll do. I'll give you a bit of context for anyone that hasn't watched my interview with Ben. Um, I was a slightly different route to James. I'd say I I went through the whole um, university process and and got out of that. And I actually had a a graduate job lined up on some pretty good money. Um, I think it was like a 35k starting for a grad job, which compared to what you get these days is really quite high. Um, but it wasn't really like my passion. I wasn't overly happy being kind of like filtered down that route of education into work and that's that. Um, never really sat properly with me. And I was always kind of interested in finance. Um, so I kind of found trading like, well, like we all did really, just via Instagram. I think that's where most people find it these days. Um, yeah. And you kind of see this idea of like a perfect life, and you're like, okay, well, this has kind of piqued my interest. You take a look. Um, and I went through so many different people trying to learn different signal providers. I mean, one of them I ended up with you guys, and that's how this all started, which is kind of like a story in itself. Um, but I was kind of like bouncing from person to person, trying to sort of educate myself. Um, and that really wasn't the thing to do at the time. My, my thought process was like, the more I can learn from, um, if I can like sort of collect these different people and combine everything, then this will work. But that doesn't really work. Um, and I took various losses from different educators. Um, 
quite a lot to be fair quite quite a lot of money at a time where i didn't really have um much of a backup because i was going to go into this job and then i was just like you know what i don't want to do this i want to commit myself to trading so i kind of got rid of that when i wasn't really in a financial position to do so and just kind of took a bit of a risk and just kind of winged it from there and here we are but um yeah i took i took yeah i lost i lost thousands to be fair trying to follow all these mm. these different people and just kind of combine everything and i think yeah it, it's difficult because when you're trying to learn from people um especially if it's the wrong type of education you can kind of get yourself in this sort of mindset where they yeah. you think they know better than you um and so throughout this whole period i'm all going to name name people <laughs> supposedly yeah you know what i think yeah yeah i was was following supposed educators who i thought knew better than me trusting them over myself and losing a lot of money doing it but the thing that kind of kept me going was like my own personal development because every time they were wrong if i was right i was like okay in my head i've been corrected but i've lost money because i followed them um was this signals you're talking about by the way uh yeah i mean or their course signals they're pretty rubbish course combined with signals um just all that sort of stuff blended together oh they did um, both yeah 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 all oh, right yeah, okay that's, that's where yeah that's where most of the uh because it was an extortionate membership fee plus analysis that was terrible but i didn't know at the time yeah. how much was it um, can we say or yeah it was like 130 pound a month plus Christ. Um, damn yeah yeah so and to be fair people charge more than that i mean we've we've seen it yeah, true. Um, no, 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 yeah, that's true. That's true. Plus, obviously, the losses you're taking on your account um, following this stuff. So, yeah, I, I blew a few thousand doing that. But yeah. then, the whole time this was happening, this was over probably the period of, I don't know, a year and a half, probably. Um, yeah, because you stopped talking time. to me for a while, and I think that's when you went off to, That's I think that's when you joined this other team to do your own thing. Yeah, and to be fair, at that, at that time, yeah, there were there were times in there that I kind of thought about giving everything up, um, because yeah, it wasn't much fun because this was over quite a long period of time. You're talking about a year and a half of losing money. Um, yeah, which can hit. That's you a long it. time. Long time. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot of kind of mental damage over that period of time because it's just such a, a long process of learning. Right. But if you feel like you're getting better yourself, then you just kind of have to stick at it and just sort of that's what kept me going is the knowledge that I was getting better even though my kind of bank balance wasn't saying that in my head I knew I was improving and I was picking up new things Um, and then yeah we kind of got into what we do now what a year and a half ago Um, Uh, yeah well well, a year and a half for you I think I would say yeah Yeah, I think it's just about a year now for me and Tans yeah you started pestering us yeah you pest you pestered me and James a year and a half ago. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it took us half a year to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we ignored but, Nick for a very long time, basically. Which at the time I completely understood because all I was to you guys is just a signals client that was losing money, so it didn't really have much <laughs> no. much of a rep to go with. But um, but yeah, we came into this stuff, found some consistency, blocked out all the noise and like the rubbish. Because um, it's very, very easy, especially in the world of social media, to get caught up in other people's sort of fake fantasies. Definitely, um, yeah. And that can be difficult. And like I said earlier, if you've got all these voices coming at you at the same time, it's almost impossible to think straight. So I just sort of committed myself to 
following what I thought was, was right and what was making pro- progress, which is what we do today. Um, just focusing on that, blocking out everyone else. I, I don't care what car you've got, what your kind of perception you're trying to show on Instagram is. It doesn't bother me. Um, got rid of all of those influences and just focused on this. And then things just slowly started to turn. It took me some time to get mm. kind of completely psychologically sound. Because yeah. um, that's, that's an interesting point, actually. I guess um, the fact that when we sort of switched over on the concepts, the analysis was so good, and yet still my psychology wasn't quite there. Um, no. Do you mind if I say something quickly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Because Nick was obviously practicing this for such a long time, right? Um, he, I, I would say that Nick's probably the best analyst out of us three. In in my personal opinion, I would say that. But the problem was uh, last year because Nick was banging out these uh, one to eighties and so on, right? One, one to eighty plus. All I remember was that GJ that he did last year. That was huge. But what it was, it was like uh, I think when me and James started getting into it we were just taking the trades right and then nick was holding himself back because of the whole psychological issue now was that caused was that was that because of the amount of money you've lost like what yeah. was stopping you do you think yeah it's that it's um it's difficult to i mean your mind's very powerful if it's if all it's used to is is losing for this long period of time it's very difficult to like a sort of bring in some confidence that that's going to change um and yeah. then just really making that happen is quite difficult. Even if it's really weird how easy the mind can can you can get these mental blocks. Um, yeah. Even though I could see this analysis playing out, when it got to the point of execution, everything was kind of it's just everything was very difficult for me. Yeah. It's quite it's kind of a difficult one. I think the only way you'll fully understand it is if you're there and it's happened to you. But you just get these kind of like blocks and and loss of confidence. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. it's just loss of confidence because um, I never really understood um, yeah it never really made sense because you had everything like it was literally the point where he would mark out the entry the stop loss the TP but all I remember was our group chat was basically Nick why didn't you enter Nick why did you not enter this yeah, he would send the trade he would send the trade in right so we know that he's obviously pre-planned this but still wouldn't enter it doesn't it didn't make sense yeah, it just didn't make sense to me and James, but I think that was the only difference between us three is that the fact that I have been through my stage of entering and losing, and then slowly becoming better. Tans, I know you'd been trading for longer before, whereas Nick, I think you sort He's of still fresh, isn't it? Worked, it worked for you before you'd actually gone through um, the testing stage. Mm. I think I feel like I, don't, I could be wrong, but I feel like you found smart money you, you put your own twist on it and it worked really quickly yeah um, whereas for me i know personally i before i did do the the big deposit i was talking about before i was testing with you know 200 quid for months and months and months mm. um, so my side kind of psychological you know boundaries that you know already got past themselves just from just from that yeah um yeah, yeah no, that's good that's completely correct and it's probably I think that sort of period last year was the most frustrated I've ever been in the markets, even more than when I was just losing following people that didn't know what they were doing. Because you know you can do it yourself. It's all it's all in like, everything's in your brain at that point. And yeah. you can analyse everything. Like you said, I'd literally send them analysis in and watch it, play, excuse me, watch stuff play out. And then just, I just couldn't understand why I wasn't entering. Um, but it all comes from confidence. And yeah, it's, it's, confidence is just so big. 
and it's it's kind of unique to you. You're the only person that can control your mind. Um, yeah, exactly. We're we're not machines, you know. We're we're not we're not robots. We're not algorithms. We have to make the decisions ourselves. You can analyze everything, but unless you you yourself has that confidence to hit that enter button, um, it doesn't matter. Um, so it's just yeah. it's, you just got to find that confidence within yourself, wherever you've come from or, or whatever you're doing. If you can see you're making progress uh, and you're happy with what you're doing, just just back yourself because that's what I didn't do for a, for a while and it, it I mean everyone's timeline's different but you know I could be in a pretty sort of different position right now um, yeah. I could be maybe yeah. six, six, six months ahead in, in my life if I just had a bit more confidence in myself Yeah. Um, so yeah that's kind of like my main my main point is just yeah. if you can see you're making progress and you feel like your edge is working whatever it may be just, just back yourself and just see where it takes you yeah I think the main thing I think the main thing for you Nick is you know, you're still in that, uh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're still fresh, but you, at that point, you were, well, last year, but you were still in that, you were in that new trading phase, if you know what I mean, like, you're still experimenting, you're still developing as a trader, like, compared to me and James, like, without, without pushing you down at all, but, and I hope you don't take it that way, but, no, like, no, me, no, it's just time and experience. yeah, like, it's me just, and James have gone yeah. through years of losses, like, I took two I years, did. Of losses. I, well, I can afford it. Is, like, for me, I've lost a lot of money, and I've also made a lot of money within this like yeah. weird time periods. Like one week I'd lose loads, and then the next week I make loads, and that itself just like almost like I don't know what's the word like de decondition. Um, yeah, yeah. You just don't like, feel it now. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, and I think that, and as I was talking about earlier, for me, I've always had this like burning desire to not like do a normal job or something like i don't know if it's like laziness or what but i just hate like a normal the thought of a normal job so i think that <laughs> was like the biggest thing for me always push me through hmm. um yeah. i think in, in regards to that i'm very similar and i just kind of i always felt like if i'm going to put in all this work if i'm going to be here day after day after day putting in all these hours i wanted to, to directly benefit myself yeah. it, it sounds a bit selfish but it, it's your life I don't, want to, yeah. I don't want to put in these these ten hour days um, to make someone else richer. It's it's so it's so like cliche, but that's just not how I see it. No, it I makes, do think that makes is sense. What a lot of, what, sorry, Tans. No, no, go. Ahead. I do think that's what I found a lot of successful traders do have in common is this that burning desire for like I know it's cliche, but like the freedom. You know what I mean? Like yeah. wake up when you want, do what you want. Um, and I've literally always been that way. So when all my mates were talking about university and college and i was just sat there like yeah there's no way (laughs) i couldn't think of anything worse than going through another four years of education um and i think i've always been a little bit different in that sense i don't know about you two well yeah you're the only one out of austria who didn't go to uni i mean me and me and nick went to uni um but for me it was a little bit different because i uh, if i didn't go to uni i wouldn't actually have the funds because uh, so i trained as a physio and i worked as a physio for um, a good few years um, and you know my initial deposits uh, all came from physio like everything originated from that um, so yeah, for me you, it's did, did you always, was that always yeah so physio was a passion and trading was um, and I think I did I did do a video on this actually but um, I'll mention it here but trading was something that came up in my second year right and it was something that I saw on Instagram where, you know, people were living this lavish lifestyles 
and I was so easily enticed and to be honest I was I was young I was what 18 19 um, so I'm easily influenced right um, and I saw all these like crazy pictures and cars and things that you know people were saying from 200 pounds you can make one k you can make between 200 and 1k a, a 1k a day um, and when I saw that I saw I fell for that and I you know I did signals and you know what it was that actually made me stay was the fact that I had two wins, right? Which was they were both twenty-one pounds. Like that was <laughs> that was huge. Like for me, that I, was. I do find weird little things stick with you, don't they? Well, I will never forget. It was twenty-one pounds forty-nine pence, right? I will never forget that. And you know when I saw that, I was like, you know, it's it's mental to think you can actually make money from putting numbers in. But obviously, yeah. I realised that the signal provider that I had wasn't she. She wasn't a signal provider. She was a marketer, and I don't know where the trades were coming from. To be fair, at that point, and I realised I need to put some effort into actually learn from this. And at this point, it's when I bought my car, my Toyota Yaris, which uh, James and uh, Ben, everyone sort of takes a, takes a mick out of. But I don't think I really explained as to as to why. But that car, I had finance right. And at the end of the finance, depending on how you do it, you have a balloon payment at the end. My balloon payment was three thousand five hundred, and I just knew that I will. My goal was to trade enough to the point where I can make that deposit and pay that off. Um, and then I did that, and because of that, you know, because I, you know, I set out. That was my desire, right, to be able to pay off my car. I didn't expect to like buy Bentleys or Mercedes or whatever, whatever afterwards, right. Um, I don't know why it went. I don't know why I downgraded from Bentley to Mercedes. There, but, but, but you know, the reason why, I, and I still drive this car. I still have it. The reason being is because that's my first actual accomplishment that came from training itself. But I suffered two years, two full years of um, of losses, right? But I could not afford it. Like I just couldn't. Like when I left uni, my salary, my take home. Uh, after tax and everything was about 1200 my rent at that time was 500 so can you imagine how much I was actually left with not a lot um, yeah. and obviously being stupid and having uh, I would say adult money you tend to like buy some stupid stuff not saying I was a big spender but I used to like you know I was just enjoying myself to be fair uh, but there wasn't really I wasn't really being wise with it but I did have one thing where I would invest a small amount of my salary per month and developed an account, but I was still losing that process. But the only thing that kept me going was literally that twenty, those two twenty-one pounds forty-nine pence pence wins. It's literally those two trades. That's amazing. <laughs> and my car is a I daily think, reminder. But you know, I think I was quite lucky in that sense, and the money that I was risking when when I did become profitable and I I test everything for months and months. Um, the money that I made wasn't from work, that I had saved wasn't from work, and it was from other streams, you know, like the group that me and Tans both used to work for. Hmm. Um, can I just, can I just say something? Nick, yeah. uh, Nick made Ben, no, Nick made James money by CPA. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, mate, you're welcome. <laughs> and I would also like to put out that I, I gave him most of it back, right? <laughs> yes, you did do that. Yeah, we have to put that out there. You did, you did give it back. So oh, we're even. I think that's part of the reason why I I developed so quickly is because this money to me that I it wasn't money that I'd woke up really early in the morning to get it made you know it was you know I've got, I've got to be honest with myself it was almost free money that I was willing to risk all of it to, to kickstart my trading career um, and I'm very very oh 
So you weren't really, uh, I would say, you weren't overly emotionally attached, I would say, in that sense. I mean, you're, I would, you still value money, but... If, if, obviously, I wasn't going to risk all of it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. In the back of my head, I was like, right, if I lose 10%, and then I'm going back to the drawing boards. But even, even you know, putting 1% on, it was like a lot. And in the back of your head, no, no matter how confident you are, you are, you know, you don't want to fail. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I thought I'd, just, I thought I'd be completely honest with, with the fact that, you know, I wasn't just, a, I wasn't really brave putting that on because it was money that in my head I was already willing to lose um, to, to risk yeah. to progression. Yeah. See, I didn't make a lot from uh, CPA. <laughs> well, James knows that. <laughs> James knows that, exactly. Um, so, yeah, like, all the money that I had, like, I physically worked for. So I was so emotionally attached. And that by that point, I was already down by, like, two or three, two, three K, I think, probably more than that. Um, so, like, everything that I put in, like, I literally couldn't afford it. And on top of that, you obviously, I also had my parents at that time where, you know, they weren't supporting the fact that I was losing like overall for me like my goal was to be able to you know uh make myself financially free i'll explain what i mean about that a bit later on but um the aim was to like support my family you know it, but you know there was so much emotion that led to it it was so hard to sort of take in the losses at that time yeah but you know, uh, the main thing, I think the way I sort of see it, and I made a post the other day, um, it was quite a long post to be fair, but you know, the way I see financially f financial freedom is very different to how I saw it a few years ago when I just, when I started, because uh, the way they show on Instagram is like financial freedom is to make like, like hundreds of thousands or ten thousands of plus a month. But for me personally, like realistically, I don't need that much per month to live off. Um, for me, financial freedom is making enough to be comfortable, be happy, pay off whatever I need to pay off and basically have, you know, that free time. Because at the end of the day, and without sounding too morbid, you know, when we, when, when we die, when we get buried, it's not going to come with me. So making this, making that amount that you're making like hundreds of thousands per month, it's not, you know, I don't need it in that sense. So I guess my expectations and my ambitions were fairly low, I would say. But I don't, I don't know if it's a bad thing or not. Especially from a mentor to say that, uh, I don't. I don't know about you guys. What you guys think about that? You know what I said the other week about why I started this. All I, all I, all I wanted was enough for a basic. Oh yeah, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. go go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all, this is, when I started, this is all I was looking for was a basic income and the ability to go and see my football team every week. That, that was it. <laughs> Can you say what football team or? Yeah, it is Arsenal. So someone's gonna comment. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It would be nice, obviously, to live in an island and so on. But, like, uh, you know, I sort of question, like, do I do I need it? Like, I can I can do whatever I want at the minute. Like, I can, I can literally do what I want, to be fair. Um, yeah. I know you guys are in the same position, to be in that sense. 
Um, but I mean, it depends on what you sort of aim for. But I think if you're starting off, um, the key thing to take away from this podcast is the fact is the fact that you will lose. You will have losing phases. Um, and th- another thing to remember is that the way the market moves, people need to lose for you to win, and for you to win, uh, for yeah, for you to win, people need to lose, and for when you lose, people win. It's just the way that the market works. You know, you won't win all the time. Um, but eventually it it will pay off like if you put yourself if you put your enough time and effort into it you know it will pay off and eventually the losses will go to a point where because I, I think me and James are a little bit better than Nick in that sense where if we take a loss um, we just sort of well to be fair I, we don't really react to it at this point no you don't I think, I think with this strategy because of, because of the RR we all know now that you need one big TP a month and everything else is irrelevant. So, for example, um, this isn't me showing off or anything, but USDCHF, for example, I made, uh, I think it was like just over like 56% in total. Um, and you got to, you got to think, I've now got to lose 56 trades just to break that one trade even. Yeah, um, exactly. And yeah. I think that, that's, that's, what, that's why I, because I was profitable before, right? I think both of you guys knew I was. You know, with with what I was using before, and I was quite lucky in the fact that the first strategy that I really started doing myself, you know, I won't name his name, so I don't know if he'll want me to or not. But um, I joined uh, Educators Group, and I was quite lucky in the fact that you know he's not the best in the world, but he's legit. You know, his stuff works, um, and I was making money. But as soon as Nick started showing us this and the risk to reward, it's just it's a completely different story. Um, it's almost like having a safeguard on your back the whole time, like. Oh, you've just lost three trades in a row, four trades in a row. But don't worry, because last week you hit a one to twenty. You know, um, yeah. there's not many trading strategies that can give you that um, no. that support. And that, I think. Oh, go on, Nick. No, I was just what you were saying about the market moving and people have to lose for people to win. It's just you know, ninety-five percent of people. I don't know what the exact figure is, but they do lose in this market. Yeah, brokers so, say nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why? What makes you think that you can just kind of turn up, open an account, and just immediately be in that top five percent? It's not easy. To be in the top five percent of anything is difficult, um, especially this market. So you are going to have periods where you where you do lose, and it does suck. I mean, we've we've just said it. Like it, it was painful. Um, Oh yeah, it's hard. It, it did hurt for a long period of time, but you know everyone's journey is a little bit different, um, and you may progress quicker, you progress slower, but you you won't just turn up and immediately just start bossing the market. It doesn't work like that. My life doesn't work like that. You have to put the work in for this. It's the same for anything. If you need to put in, yeah, go on, man. I think this is just quickly what we were talking about earlier with social media. Like, if you are struggling, just unfollow a lot of people that are, <laughs> yeah. that are pretending they live this lavish lifestyle. They're not, you know deep down you're going to know if they are or not you know i think me and tans have worked with groups and we've seen what they post um gosh um, we know the reality behind the scenes and what i want to say is like if anyone's listening they're really struggling they think they're doing a lot worse than everyone else you're really not um just keep going Mm. believe in yourself and just if you do just do what i did focus on yourself for three to four months and just blur everything else out and then see how you're doing at the end of the month i mean nick uh nick left left uh our private group chat with me james yeah Yeah, me james and ben nick actually left so he can because well i guess we don't really speak about trading but you know when we post our trades for example 
and it was going to a point where Nick was sort of barking out trades and um, I hope and I hope you don't mind me saying this by the way but I'm not going to say too much detail but you know we were marking out trades right and we were taking it but uh, there was like trades where we were marked together with Nick but he would he would be the one that misses it and it went to a point where he actually left the group but I have to admit you've come back you're a complete different man like, yeah you're, I, I you're literally I said to all of you at the time it wasn't personal at all I took it um, personally like I hope no one yeah well I hope, I hope no one took, I hope no one took it personally anyway but it's just you know, it's the, you have to just get that mental reset sometimes. Right? Hmm. If I hadn't done that, I, I wouldn't be, you know, in the kind of in the sort of position of progress I'm at now. Literally, Tan said it earlier, and I completely agree. You are the best technical trader out of all of us. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I have literally no doubt in a year you'll be far better than I am. You it's know, just I've got, I've got nothing wrong with saying that. It's just that jump from analyst to. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's a famous saying, isn't it? You can be the best analyst you want, but if you can't actually trade, there's no point doing it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And that, and obviously that's that's where the pain came last year as well. If the analysis had been rubbish, I'd have felt brilliant. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. You know, you're better off being a half decent trader with you know solid, um, solid psychology behind you than a sick trader but no psychology behind you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. So. 100%. So essentially, guys, um, so I'll end the podcast here. Um, that was a very good discussion, to be fair. And uh, as always, we don't actually plan anything. We just start talking and see what happens, to be fair. But, I mean, the key thing to take away is the fact that, you know, you will lose. Um, there's no doubt about it. You will lose, no matter what anyone says. Um, and eventually, you, you just need to get to a point where, you, you know, you can detach yourself from the money. And it is hard. It's very easy for us to say at this position, but... And it may be hard for you guys to believe, and whether you believe it or not, to be honest, I don't really care, but I want you guys to sort of, you know, take the way that we're saying it. It's the fact that, you know, eventually it will pay off and you just need to find your reminder. You need to find what triggers you. Because as I said, my that £21 was the trigger for me that kept reminding me that, you know, you can make money from this if you stick at it long enough. Um Bear in mind that twenty one pounds was over leveraged, by the way. So, <laughs> so. Do you remember? Do you remember? I was just thinking about that. Do you, you guys know about that off white hoodie I have in my in my wardrobe? Oh, don't start. Um, <laughs> that I've never, that I never wear. Like I never wear it. It's just sat there. I don't think I've even ever put it on. But it's exactly the same thing. Sometimes I just look at it and think I bought that with. Um, That's true. Yeah. With, yeah. Fair with, play. With, 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 with. So essentially, basically, uh, essentially, block out, block out the the things that are causing problems. And the way, best way to do that is, say, if you're trading, for example, or demo trading, whatever you're doing, um, whenever you get like a, a losing trade, mark out when you journal, write out what that trade was, obviously, as you normally would. But then write out the psychology element. Write down, you know. Uh, how you were feeling were you happy were you sad were you angry were you stressed or whatever what happened that day what was the weather like you know you sit like really small things like that try to find out what is your optimum uh trading uh what's a environment what do you say yeah yeah yeah. Mindset, yeah find your optimum and then this is what your you know that's going to be your only time that you're going to trade when you're at that point because what you need to realize is there's so much more to trading than actually trading. Trading is only 10% of 
or training the rest of it is psychology and you know being able to understand that you will lose and accepting that is the first step to progression because if you can't accept the fact you're losing you're gonna be crying about every single loss that you've taken and then you're gonna miss like and several opportunities just flying past you even though you're sitting right in front of the screen and sometimes it might cloud your judgment so essentially write down your the psychological aspects when you take losses explain how you're how you were and what you should do is basically look back at it and then remind yourself you know what your peak performance uh criteria is for you and then go from there but um but yeah i mean i hope this uh, podcast was uh, useful i mean we're going to start a series where we're going to talk about more uh psychological because we've got a lot to talk about to be fair um so yeah we're going to speak about like more psychology uh, aspects that come with trading which not many speak not many people speak about um uh yeah i mean i've got nothing else to say i mean obviously if you want to join our mentorship i'll say it here quick little plug if you want to join our mentorship obviously visit our website uh, we also have a monthly option and we have our boot camp option now i don't know when this will be posted but it'll probably be tonight so today's monday the 15th of march we do have a boot camp on the 21st 20th and 21st of march so if you want to join visit our website where you get taught live um our our specific strategy um but yeah i mean for now i hope you guys take care and uh trade safe see you guys thanks guys take care